welcome to Woke Finance, the podcast talking about finance and everything relating to it. It's a conversation that we never had at home whilst growing up or were taught in schools. It's your boy Peter and I'm with... Myself, Jax. And um, myself, Kay. Thank Fun. you for having me today. Fantastic. Welcome, Kay. Welcome, Kay. Thank Special you. guest for today. How are you both? How are you both? I'm very well. Very good. Um, it's been a very busy week. It's been a very, very... Uh, aggressive start to 2020 but it's exciting mm. times and yeah i'm happy to be here same happy to be here um all is well alive and healthy i can't ask for anything more thank god for that yeah. it's february a new month just of uh the big news in the world that's uh taking place which is of course brexit as well for you both has that impacted your weeks or I guess in your industries or where you work? And we'll find out a bit more um, from yourself, uh, Kay, to yeah. properly introdu- introduce yourself. But has that affected you um, any way, huh? So, well, I mean, working in the investment management industry um, is always something that we have to have at the forefront of our thinking. But to be really honest, for the past, let's say, couple of weeks, the most um, impactful news hasn't been Brexit. It's actually been the coronavirus. Um, so, yeah, that's that's been... You know affecting certain um businesses certain stocks mm. um which i know we had this conversation off air as retail investors ourselves for me i think it you know presents an opportunity to invest in certain certain stocks so mm. yeah i mean that's been the bigger news but brexit yeah it's always at, at the forefront of our you know of our thinking mm. um but you know we still got 11 months to go so yeah absolutely what about uk has it impacted you anyhow um similar to jack's it hasn't done so as um jack's mentioned but um as jack's alluded to it's more sort of cron- how do you pronounce it coronavirus Corona, mm. coronavirus yeah so that's probably been more of an impact so um I, as i was speaking to both of you off air um a, a significant drop in one of the stock prices um mm. i'm not sure if i can mention the company's name on here but um as i saw like a 10 percent drop in one day that was my opportunity to buy cheap and um as we speak i think it's up uh three percent or thereabouts fantastic awesome three percent already yeah that's amazing exactly like, like, yeah you're, you're in it for the very long time. absolutely absolutely yeah very good mm. and i'm gonna, we're gonna just gonna quickly ask you to introduce yourself briefly k but you mentioned that three percent as well in your opinion from what you see is three percent for some people that might sound okay it's just three percent but is that like a massive thing well, I mean, you know, whenever you invest, you try to go for a long-term mm. um, thought process. Um, some people invest with a, a target return. Mm. So they might say, you know what, every year they want to earn 15%. So obviously in, in that case, then 3%, well, depending on where you stand, in the beginning of the year, it's not bad at all, is it? Mm. Absolutely. But not everybody has a target return um, and you might want to invest for the next three, five, ten 10 years. And so... You don't really care what happens in a very short term. If it goes up, well, it's all nice to see. Mm. And if it goes down, then, you know, it's an opportunity to to buy more. And just to, you know, give some golden nuggets out there, whenever you're starting to invest in a position, if it's a brand new position, you want to actually, you know, build up your cost basis or reduce your cost basis. What that means is you don't just invest straight away. If you mm. want to invest, let's say, £1,500, you don't just throw a thousand five hundred pounds and that's it um what you probably want to do is start off with let's say 500 then you know kind of slowly build up your position maybe over three weeks three months whatever you want to do mm. and then do that way so yeah fantastic awesome so okay a lot of our listeners 
for most of our listeners or all of our listeners, this will be the first time they've heard from you. Yeah. Be good for us to introduce you. So um yeah. Tell us a bit about yourself, Kay. What sure. brings you here and what, what brings you to get involved in the conversation about finance in general? So to give a brief um background of myself, I am an accountant. I work in the media industry and I've been there for quite some time. You're, you're a chartered accountant. Absolutely. Chartered. Yes, 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 yes. yes. That holds weight for, yeah. for, for Jackson. Obviously, Kay doesn't want to, you know, blow his own horn or anything. But for listeners that don't really know what that means, what does actually mean a chartered accountant? Well, I mean, look, uh, once you hit that chartered, chartered position mm. in any industry, it means you have fulfilled a certain level of um, qualifications, a certain level of experience, yeah. and you are allowed to do certain things. So it's not something we can take for lightly, which mm. is why when someone says I'm an accountant, if you're a chartered accountant, may let people know that you're actually a chartered accountant. Mm. And I'm sure being a chartered accountant has helped Caldi become a better investor. I'm, I'm sure he would mm. allude to that a bit more. Yeah, big, yeah. big. Yeah. So um, the second part of your question, um, I just believe that similar to you guys the topic of finance is not is rarely discussed at all mm. it's not discussed in schools in homes and you know an opportunity to help out where necessary is a is an opportunity that i will take with both hands so yeah yeah absolutely yeah well welcome welcome thank you thank show. you we hope to have you involved i in hope i can add some value absolutely yeah um, so for those that know that this is Jack speaking, by the way, I'm sure you lot know my voice by now. But um, <laughs> I just, to let me just um, speak about Cloudy for a bit, okay? Yeah. Um, I've known Kay for 25 years. Mm. Um, we went to the same secondary school, same primary school, well, same primary school, same secondary <laughs> school, same college. And I'm sure he, he tried to get into my university as well. <laughs> um, and, and, and just to also add, in fact, I well, I went to his primary school because he started before me, but then secondary school we went to separate secondary schools and all of a sudden i saw his his head pop up <laughs> in the corridor so what are you doing in my school <laughs> and similarly when we went to uh, college as well um you know he's, we went to different colleges and all of a sudden i saw his head in the corridors again <laughs> so what is this guy just following me around i was surprised i didn't see my laugh bro <laughs> <laughs> uh, now you're in this studio well, and look what happened i'll tell you a secret <laughs> though um i did try to apply um but uh, <laughs> It, it, it happens, it happens. Yeah. but no he's one of my closest friends i've mm. known him for a very long time um and he's one of my accountability partners as well mm. so that's care for you guys that's how i will introduce him he's a accountant he is um what, what we call a value investor mm. um and yeah i hope he can really add some value today please uh, I, I hope so yeah fantastic i see really um key i like how you mentioned accountability partner i'm assuming that's in relation to sort of this personal finance journey that you're on what does it actually look like having an accountability partner so i mean i have a few accountability partners including both of you mm. um and i think it's extremely important because you know you know when you're young and you've got parents um they are kind of your accountability partners mm. but then you get to a certain age where it's like you know no one can tell you what to do anymore and they don't have that hold on you um and so unless you've, you're very very self-motivated and even then you still need someone to kind of sometimes not just be an accountability partner, but also someone who motivates you or someone who kind of mm. cheerleads you as well. And it's good to have those people that are genuine, those people that have the same mindset as you to help you, you know, take that step forward. I spoke about it in the first podcast that, you know, your network and your friends have a huge impact on you. Mm. And so for me, if I didn't have an accountability partner, nothing's really pushing me to really, you know, move to the the next level. Mm. Um, I'm, 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 you know, as an individual, I am someone who is quite, driven anyway but sometimes you still need someone to you know keep pushing you as well so for me that's really important 
Absolutely. And what about UK? What does accountability partner look like for you, if you have any? Similar to Jack's, um, I liken it to like going to the gym mm. and having like a gym partner and helping you give that extra push or that extra two reps that you need mm. to hit that target. So yeah, that's the way I liken it to accountability partners. Yeah. Absolutely. And it's, it's, it's the thing that you mentioned about pushing each other. I know at the beginning of the year, we all a couple of us involving us three here on the podcast we all set our own targets that we want to achieve and you know throughout the year we'll be asking each other how's it getting and how we can support each other as well and whether you're driven or not we're almost pushing each other in the same car and riding it along with each other yeah. so i definitely agree having an accountability partner is a fantastic thing to have <laughs> and, I'm, and i must <laughs> i must add to that as well you know um some people have maybe one accountability partner and mm. i think what we have as a group of friends um there's four of us in this specific mm. accountability group is um you know it, it's not just one person it's more like a family mm. feel and you know when someone is slacking they don't have to just answer to one person it's easy to just kind of turn a blind eye to one person yeah but when you have to you know speak to three other people mm. that you haven't done this then you know it makes you feel a type of way so i think not just having one accountability partner if you can have a group of genuine people on the mm. same wavelength as you that's an, ama an amazing thing i think agreed agreed, oh, agreed. fantastic earlier on in that you mentioned around uh listening to our parents as well um that's gonna play a large part in part of today's uh conversation um and a lot about what we was talking about on our way here was around pensions yeah um, a, a large part of our listeners are in their 20s, uh, 30s and some even slightly younger and some slightly older but the majority is 20, 30s um, and pensions might not be a priority for some people because it seems such a long way away mm, yeah. um, one thing in addition to that which we're going to slowly get into is talking about our parents Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know coming from certain communities um, or certain upbringings, backgrounds, our parents might not have had the best start. Yeah. Um, and some of our parents, if they haven't already approached retirement, are getting in there. A pension that the government or whoever is your state, um, you know, will, will basically look after you um, when you reach a certain age. I think it's about 65. I'm not too sure. Double check that. And essentially, you would have had to, you know, work for a minimum of 10 years to be, um, you know, allowed to get this thing um, up to the maximum, I think, or up to 35 to get the maximum contribution, right? So, you know, if you actually check the numbers, though, you realize that, you know, how much you're going to be earning per week, for example, is, is chicken change. I can't remember the actual figures, like 100 and, yeah. do you know? But it? yeah, it will come up to about like eight, eight grand, grand a year. Like yeah, yeah. yeah, so... I don't know about you, but I can't live up eight grand. <laughs> yeah, um, I choose know, not to. Well, I don't choose not to either. So um, you, we have to be a bit more intentional as to, you know, um, how we can retire. Mm. And the other type of pension is what we call your kind of your private pension or your personal pension. Mm. And the one that is the most popular is the one that we get from from our workplaces. And th even then there's two types, right? There's what we call a defined benefit scheme which was much more prevalent historically, which is essentially the company that you work for will look after you once you retire, depending on how long you work for them, that kind of stuff. It's actually called a final salary. There's other types, but a final salary is mm. kind of a very popular one. Um, but it's changed. Um, and I think about 95% of companies don't do that anymore because mm. it's really expensive. So what they do have is what we call a defined contribution. 
and I know something called auto enrollment came in as well, which makes it, um, you know, by regulation, companies have to enroll you into their into their scheme depending on your age. I think you have to be age twenty two and mm. earning of over a certain amount. But you can opt, opt out, mm. which we'll talk about in a minute because I know a few people, a few African parents have actually mm. done it because they think they can actually take money home. Yeah, not, not the best thing in my opinion. But anyway, uh, and that's, you know, you contribute a certain amount every single month from your salary, which is, I think, minimum 5%. And then the company will contribute an additional minimum 3%, mm. totaling 8%. And then that goes to towards your pension. Mm. And it's usually actually, you know, passed on to like an insurance company or is invested usually something like a global equities fund but the risk lies with you so you know depending on how your fund does you know you'll be able to retire in the next what whatever, how many years and you would have hoped that the fund would have grown compounded over the time so yeah those are the two types of pensions mm. i just wanted to get out there and um, and the uh, first type of workplace pension you mentioned i guess that played a large part as to why back in the days employees used to stay in there in the same workplace oh, yeah. for years and years oh, yeah. Um, decades even um so yeah yeah and uh you know it's it's i wouldn't you know when someone asks me um you know people ask me questions thinking i'm a financial advisor and i'm mm. not and i just have to allude to the fact that you know everything that we do say about finance is just our opinions and mm. our experience um it's not regulated financial advice but yeah you know um if you have a defined benefit and you want to let's say switch it across to a defined contribution you're not actually allowed to do that mm. you know, well you can but it has to be signed off by like a financial advisor because i'll be honest with you defined benefits are a fantastic <laughs> yeah. you know uh, pension um whereas defined contribution is a bit more you know it's, it's still good i think but the risk now lies with you and the risk does not lie with the with the employer anymore mm. so it's really important and Kay, you we're obviously all similar age group as well what's your relationship with pensions what are your thoughts about it is it a priority do you think about it regards to you family etc i think pensions is very important or pensions are very important sorry i think um any opportunity to um grow your investment is a good opportunity and pension is one of many mm. um yeah so to answer your question i do believe that everybody should be having pensions mm. where appropriate yeah because yeah, yeah. Jax was mentioning you know you can save a particular or you can put aside a particular percentage of your salary yeah let's be honest pension age what that's 30 40 years away for some some of our listeners yeah is it much of a priority right now absolutely why absolutely and do you know what i get really annoyed yeah when i see adverts from um let's say pension providers and then they use images of old people to mm. capture what pensions are because when i see that that puts me off absolutely know? when i see that that means it's not relevant to me mm. and that's just very bad marketing really. mm. you, know? you know i'm giving some golden nuggets to the companies out there <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah um so yeah you know it is extremely important because of the power of compound interest hmm. you know um if you want to grow any investment portfolio to the largest it can be you want to you know contribute as much as you can you want to start as early as possible because time is a massive contributor mm. to how you grow your investments because of compound interest um you want to take a bit more risk when you're younger as well and yeah you don't want to take any money out or stop contributing so that's these are the best ways to grow your portfolio mm. and what better time to start than now because you've got such a long-term horizon and compounding really 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 does affect mm. your ability to grow your wealth so simple as the best time to start is now and and the killer question is us where people that are um you know generating income etc how much should we really be putting away for our pensions 
there's no right or wrong answer to that. Mm. Um, you know, it, it, everything, you know, finance, right, is personal. Like, and that's why we call it personal finance. So there's never a really, a, a very straightforward answer to say, this is how much you should put in. Um, and I make sure I tell people that as well, people that do education, you know, there's no right answer. The only right answer is it depends on your circumstances. Mm. It depends on your objectives, your ability to take risk and that kind of stuff. And the, minim- the minimum, the minimum is um, 8% if you are enrolled in, in some sort of private pension. That's not just from you, though. That no, 8%, that's not just that's from me. Yeah. No, no, no. That's a combination of you and your employer. Yeah. Right. Um, and for me, that's enough. Mm. Right. But that's because... <laughs> that's because as an individual my retirement age is not equal to the pension um, maturity date if that makes sense mm. so I have other investment vehicles outside of my pension mm. that I am investing much more than 8% you know I invest minimum 20% every mm. single month into the investment vehicle my one says stocks and shares ISA which is another tax efficient way of investing but I must also say that pensions generally speaking are the most tax efficient way of investing mm. so if your retirement age you know is exactly what you want it to be in terms of what the pension provides which is about 65 or so on and so forth then the pension is the best way to go in my opinion mm. but if you have a short if you want to retire a bit earlier then you probably want to take advantage of other you know investment vehicles so the question to kind of flip your question yeah how much should you be contributing to your pension kind of rephrase that and say how much should you be investing for your re- your personal mm. retirement age um and that and that's that's up to you okay um, also so yeah i, I did want to say something as well um there is another investment vehicle that you can use as an alternative to an, to a pension mm. which is the lifetime iso mm. right which i also have so you know that's what i meant by flipping your question you know contributing towards your pension is one thing but contribute towards your investments that's a whole different question mm. and i think the more you can really, really contribute towards your pension, the better. Um, if you do some sort of calculations, you can actually go online and do what we call, you know, some compound interest calculation or use what we call an investment calculator. You can set yourself up a goal and say, mm. um, you know, I want to have 500,000, you know, in the next 20 years, mm. or I want 500,000. And that's my goal. That's mm. my pension, you know, pot, my nest egg. Mm then you can kind of back, you know, uh, you know, back test and say, well, how much do I need to invest and how much do I need to return in order to reach that goal? Yeah. You might realize that, hold on, I need to be putting like a grand away. Yeah. <laughs> or I need to be making at least 25% per month mm. or sorry, per year to actually achieve that goal. So it does depend on your actual objective. And, you know, then you can actually ask yourself, what kind of vehicles can I use to actually achieve that? A pension is a great one. Absolutely. Fantastic. Thanks for sharing both. And I guess the topics of pensions as a topic, we can definitely talk more about that, whether it's on this podcast or on a later podcast. But I think how we're talking about pensions for us, and it's great that we're having this conversation um, because we're thinking about our future in the next 30, 40 years. However, (laughs) when we look at, when we speak to some of our peers um, in regards to some of our parents aunties uncles whatever who are soon to be approaching retirement some have already touched retirement they were not thinking like that when they were our age and for various reasons um and in some cases in a lot of cases of no fault of their own it is where it is 
you know, when you, if you want to talk about the conversation that you had, um, yeah, you did ask Jack's me when so it came to, that. yeah, yeah your yeah. mum's, well, just in general, yeah. <laughs> Not so, that, that conversation was more to do with ISIS, yeah. Um, but we were talking about just investing, um, yeah, their generation, you know, and you know, how much did they know about investing and that kind of stuff. And my mom, my mom said to me, you know, yeah, you know, I used to have a, a stocks and shares ISA, or she called it like an investment ISA, which mm. is another way of calling it. Um, and I said, well, that's fun. Do you know what that really excited me? I said, well, mom, okay, all right. So talk to me, like what, yeah. what happened, you know, where is it now? Has it grown? Where was it invested? That kind of stuff. She said, uh, sorry, Jack. So, <laughs> you know, I invested and the next day I went there, mm. you know, they had dropped by like 2% mm. and, I, and, I, and, I, and I sold it. I took my money out, you know, why would I want to invest in something going down? And I was absolutely on the floor. I was just <laughs> laughing my head off because I understand why she done that. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it, it's because she just didn't really understand the education part of investing, mm. which is there is going to be volatility and we invest for the long term. In the short term, anything can happen. You should always hold out. And if you actually sell your assets at a loss, you're just making it a reality. Yeah. You know, so... Um, but we, we do speak about pensions um, and I would say this a lot of um, especially us lot from the African especially African yeah. kind of background you know a lot of parents came here with the ideology that they were going to move back yeah if you all would agree mm-hmm. yeah and so you know in, in, in a positive you know light I would say a lot of um, aunties and uncles and parents and that kind of stuff some of them have built houses in like Ghana, Nigeria, so on mm. and so forth. And I don't think that's a bad thing. I think that is not a bad investment. And at least that can serve as, you know, as some sort of pension provider in the future. But what would have, what I would have liked them to do was also to think about here and mm. actually take advantage of, you know, the bonuses and, adv- and pensions and ISAs and even property here, you know, first. So it's, it's not, it's hard to, have a massive go at them mm. but they could have done much more absolutely um, so yeah. and absolutely and i think a very live discussion for some of us and a lot of you know people that i've definitely uh, come across and it's a very real discussion is that a lot of our parents haven't saved much towards their pension um some of our parents are just going to be getting the state uh, yep. pension yeah um they've not amassed a certain amount of income and so my question to both of you is really and it's just a part of the conversation it's for everyone really but are you your parents pension because our parents and you just know how you mentioned african community i'm sure loads of our communities can relate to it <laughs> yeah. but a lot of our parents have you know put us through school college university that degrees all of that jazz got decent jobs earning income from various different yeah. ways they're like hey my daughter or my <laughs> son is earning decent we money. are their, we are their and, biggest investments <laughs> i'm telling you yeah. i don't have uh, much money when i'm 60 65 but my children <laughs> hey they're gonna support me <laughs> so that's my question for, and you said absolutely and there needs to be a real life discussion because there's gonna come a point where our parents do actually hit yeah. retirement mm-hmm and it's going to be peak. Yep, yep. Um, well, yeah, as I said, absolutely. Well, we definitely <laughs> I can tell you that for free. Um, and I know I, I had this conversation with my, me and my mom are close, we talk, mm. so we have these conversations. And um, we were talking about, um, you know, she was sending some money, like just Christmas gone, she was sending some money to my, um, to my grandma. 
and um, I said, oh, she said to me, do you want to send some money? I said, of course, yeah. You know, but I'd rather buy her a gift. You know, money is just, she doesn't need it. Mm. She, she's a pensioner. And mm-hmm. she, she's, like, she's balling in mm. Ghana, right? She doesn't need my money. And she said, yeah, she's sending money. And I said, what, why? She said, well, it's tradition. I said, what? <laughs> <laughs> I said, what? <laughs> she said, it's tradition to send your mother money. And I said, well, but she doesn't need it. I don't mm. get the logic. Um, why don't you buy her a gift? She said, yeah, but I'm going to send her money. And for me, it was a very baffling experience. Mm. I just couldn't understand, especially because she needed to pay off some debt as well. Mm-hmm. So I said to her, well, I'm sure your mom or grandma would understand if you, you know, maybe spent, I don't know, a hundred pounds on paying off some debt mm. and then send her, I don't know, a, a nice little gift. Mm-hmm. I, said, I think she would appreciate that more. She said, no, I've been doing this for 20 years. <laughs> so on and so forth. <laughs> How can you tell me to stop doing oh. tradition? I, and from, honestly, it was a very baffling conversation for me. And I realized I was not going to win. Mm. So I just, <laughs> I just, you know, I just, I just backed down. Um, and I, but I guess this is where, you know, the, the challenge is, you know, dealing with culture, tradition and that kind of stuff. And sometimes culture and tradition don't really make sense in today's time. Mm. Or, Agreed. You know, so that's, it's, it's difficult. Honestly, it's very difficult. But I can tell you for free, we are most definitely part. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, maybe maybe not solely, and not maybe not maybe not entirely, but yeah. we are definitely part of the yeah. pension. I can yeah. tell you, that, you know, and my mom is she doesn't play. She's told us. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, she's, she's, she's already confessed to us. My mom is a, a character. She's already confessed to us that look, I have four children. Yeah. She must be laughing now. I mean, her pension must be, must be massive. Diversification. Diversification. She's got, she's got everything. She's got four sources of income. Oh, she has you. four sources of income <laughs> for her. <laughs> so you know, it's it's yeah. you have to you know as 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 people as mm. as woke people, we need to understand this and know that this is actually a thing. Mm. Um, and we just have to kind of maneuver in a certain type of way. So that firstly, we can tackle that issue, mm. but at the same time, understand that it's still going to exist regardless of how much we can tackle the issue. Mm. What I mean by that is, listen, regardless, they're still going to ask you for a certain amount every month. Absolutely. Or so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. But you can also start preparing for their pension by having that conversation with them. Mm-hmm. So. We're definitely going to talk a bit more about that. What about yourself, Kia? I'm, I'm assuming with the nod in the heads, you're in agreement with Absolutely. Uh, Jack. Yeah. Have yeah. you thought about, just in general, because I say it's a real conversation that we could easily put to the side of our heads until yeah. it's time yeah. when your parents actually say, listen, yeah. young man, young daughter, I'm actually <laughs> retiring. <laughs> I, I just look at you. <laughs> <laughs> um similar to jack's my yeah our parents both know each other they're from like similar backgrounds Mm. um what have you so i think um as jack's mentioned getting that balance between educating them and setting some aside Mm. will make life better or easier for both parties Mm. yeah you mentioned education let's be honest i know one of you obviously is nigerian one of you is ghanaian yeah um i'm speaking on behalf of <laughs> <from> a nigerian <laughs> perspective yeah yeah yeah. you say education yeah you know your your parents are the ones that change your nappies and yeah. now that you're a big man you think you can go and educate <laughs> <laughs> yeah um how do you actually how do you actually educate your parents um I, when I it think, comes to this I, I think it's just you know, rather than get the whiteboard out, <laughs> don't get the whiteboard out, but just, you know, have a conversation. I think as time has gone on, I've become, and as I've gone to become a man, um, I've understood certain things about just being close with your parents and having conversations, mm. um, having mature conversations, you know, um, sharing problems 
and just you know trying to find solutions now it is still difficult as i alluded to earlier but just sowing that seed and just having that initial conversation say oh mom you know you're not that young anymore. Yeah. I, 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 me and my mom joke all the time. I'm like, mm. you're getting old, you know. Mm. No, she's like, oh, I still look young. You know? yeah. <laughs> um, but just saying, oh, you know, your pension is coming soon. What, what, do you, what are you planning? Do you have anything in mind? You know, just having these kind of brainstorming ideas. We, we, we joke all the time. I said, mom, you know, one day I wouldn't mind, you know, opening like a nursery for you, you know. Mm. My, mom, my mom's a nursery nurse, mm. you know. And as you know, my mom doesn't earn much. Mm. But that might just sow a little seeds in her. So, you know what, maybe one day I might like to have my own little, you know, crash or or nursery kind of stuff or oh mom you know you maybe you should be putting some money aside towards pension did you know you can get you know 25 percent relief mm. or 25 percent you'd be surprised a lot of our parents just i don't like the words you know i have to say something i don't like the word education sometimes because mm. when you mention it especially to our parents mm. <laughs> they almost feel like what you're trying to say i'm uneducated mm. so when you just say oh i'm just here to give you information mm-hmm. you know just something that i learned at work mm-hmm. you know, then it changes the whole narrative Fair enough. So yeah, I think I think that's the kind of the way it needs to be done. Um, it needs to be you know don't go all guns blazing and yeah. just say you mom you're the joke to me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, you change know. you change the the theme how you yeah, yeah the theme how you introduce the conversation yeah. and, and make it as a conversation yeah. as you said and I like what you said about you know it's just something that you've been learning about what do you think about this and just yeah. having that general conversation. Um, I know that, you know some of us may have uh, parents that will say. Oh, I don't need to worry about that. I worry about it when it comes. Oh, mm. You know, when it comes. But when it comes, it's gonna be a shock to some <laughs> of our, our, our sisters. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's yeah, it's, it's as I said, it's not easy. This yeah, conversation is not easy, especially because there's that cultural kind of clash, um, and you know they will always look at you as their son. And you mm. know, but yeah, just have that conversation, and you'd be surprised how much you know you're just you're sowing a seed. Mm, and agreed. You need to be consistent as well. Don't just sow the seed and then leave it. Sow the seed, and every so often, you know, just have that conversation. I don't live with my mum anymore, but every time I go visit her, we just have to sit down and while she's watching her Nollywood, just mm. have that conversation. <laughs> or I, I just try to find smart ways of introducing a conversation, mm. whether it's something that's happened in the movie and I kind of divert it to start talking about, you know, whether someone just bought a house in the movie. I say, like, oh, you know, how's your house in Ghana? Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Building it and that mm. kind of stuff. Um, I and like what you said about the nursery as well because mm. you're just you're, you're almost starting with the why you're relating to, you're talking about if you was to amass a certain amount in your pensions this mm. is what it could go towards yeah, and yeah. even create a return and for something that you're passionate about yeah, as exactly, well which is exactly. yeah really good yeah and, and, and I, you know I don't p- particularly believe in the term retirement yeah um, I don't well I don't believe in not working I don't believe in not adding value to the world mm. so when we say retirement it's more kind of you know can I be less dependent on my nine to five basically mm. that's that's how we should be looking at it so yeah I'm just turning them you know mom i know you mom likes but my parents like working mm-hmm. so it's about finding something productive for them to do it's not so stressful mm. if we're working hard for so long so absolutely yeah. and and some stuff we've just spoken about is about almost empowering our parents to think a bit more about um putting something aside for uh their retirement as we mentioned already some of them are getting to retirement we've not already hit it in the next few years or so i guess my question is one what could they be doing and then follow-up question which we'll talk about later is what can we be doing because realistically if they started going oh i've got pension i've got to save up for the next yeah. five years how yeah. much are they really going to save up in it's five not, years and what time. can we do yeah so let's tackle that first bit 
um, for the uh, for the first set of uh, question that I had, sorry, and um, regarding the uh, actual parents, what can they do if they've got a little amount of time before they retire? Um, so what I would say is, you know, dependent a lot of it depends on their age and that kind of stuff. One thing they shouldn't do, in my opinion, this is total opinion, is and I've seen this happen a few times, is where they reach a certain age, which is fifty five, you can mm. take out. 25% of whatever you've actually accumulated in your pension mm. tax free <laughs> that's that's that that came in just about a few years ago yeah right? not was, too long I can't remember exactly yeah. when, but not too long ago yeah, yeah. and um, some people have taken that from me yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then they've, they've that's a lot of that's mm. a lot of money up front well you know what it's in a lot of circumstances it's actually a good idea but remember I, I told you about personal finance it all depends on you mm. uh, even your psychology you know and your knowledge base and that kind of stuff so what I've, i have heard happen is people take out the money and then they go and spend it mm, you know, wow you know and there was a joke back in the days they called it um i forgot what they called it but it's like they take out the pension to go buy lamborghini you know, the <laughs> <laughs> wow <laughs> well, that's if your pension is massive i'm sure our parents pension is not that massive but um yeah I, I would just say you know depending on their age they can probably want to contribute as much as they can now mm. and really take advantage of that you know that 25 percent um you know well depending on what kind of taxpayer they are mm. just basically contribute as much as they can basically simple as um yeah and actually start increasing their their savings rate or mm. actually you know just thinking about retirement maybe maybe it might not be just contributing towards a pension but you know what can i do now to you know maybe like a even a side hustle side hustles is not just for our generation mm. you know our parents can have side hustles too I'd be surprised. Imagine, imagine one of our, our parents started a YouTube channel. It will go off. Very true. <laughs> Very <laughs> no, true. Seriously, seriously. Amongst their career, amongst, amongst all their of career, yeah. it will pop off. Yeah. You know? But that's just an example. Yeah. I'll be like, that's my mum's. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, if my, no joke, no joke. If my mum started YouTube, yeah, she would blow. She's got a character. <laughs> Trust me, she's got a character. But I just don't want her to. <laughs> yeah. So oh, you know, man. just start thinking. It's all about just starting the thinking process about you know what can I do, what what steps can I take now. Mm. The steps are obviously contribute as much as you can to your pension. Mm. Think about things like side hustles. Um, if some of them have you know properties in Africa, like my mm. parents have properties in Africa, are you getting the most for your buck? You know, for example, what can you do to increase that you know, the rental income, that kind of stuff. So yeah, does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And Kay, I'm going to hit you up with the second part of that question yep. and jump back to Jax. For, for first of all, for you, yep. you know, and even some people that you speak to as well, is that something that you're thinking about in regards to your actual parents' pension? Um, and what would you like to be doing more of or what are you thinking about when it comes to making sure that when they retire, we, our generation, can support our parents more? Because let's be, let's be honest, as much as we want... our it should be the other way around. Our parents yeah. should have done, uh, gone through a certain journey in life and then be um, in a position where they can sustain uh, themselves. But we know the situation of them coming over. It is where it is. Yeah. So um, as Jack's alluded to in one of the, your previous questions, I think it's almost certain that we're going to have to have some sort of input in their pension pot. That's, that's mm. a given. Um, so I think having like a practical approach, um, either or they increase their uh, contribution as much as they can, mm. they save. And to an extent, we may have to uh, chip in where necessary yeah. um, because at the end of the day, we don't want them to suffer. So, 
you know, those are the two things that we're going to have to mm. do one way or another to try and mitigate anything happening to that degree. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And I, I, I think you said we may have to chip it. <laughs> we really need to change We will. We, we shall. We, we shall. We will. We are. It's going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> Whether we like it or yeah. not. Um, cool. Do you have yeah. anything to add to that, Jax, in terms of why? Because I think... Yeah, uh, it will be good to sort of hear some of your thoughts in terms of what you think we can do. Our generation can be doing right now. Let's be proactive and not be reactive when it actually happens. Because yeah. none of, as K rightly said, and um, for hopefully most all of our listeners, we don't want to see our parents suffer. Absolutely yeah. not. I mean, look. Sometimes when you think about these conversations, it's it's not sad, but it's like, oh my gosh, that like my richer counterparts are going to inherit some pensions mm. and, and I'll be having to do the opposite. It's actually yeah. really interesting, but it's all fun and games. Well, right? our kids will do for us. Well, exactly. So, exactly. Yeah, That's yeah, like we, can, we can only step up the levels yeah. as yeah. much as we can, right? Yeah. But what I am doing, which is, you know, I think it's, it's working well, is I've actually started investing for my parents. Mm, um, big. Yeah, very, very, wow. very. I haven't told them. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. They better not hear this podcast then. <laughs> Listen, do you not share this podcast? Them. You've if, got a secret account set aside. Do not share this podcast <laughs> if Auntie Cynthia, please. Um but yeah, I've I've got a specific um investment fund yeah. in my portfolio that I've dedicated to my parents. Mm. And every single month I contribute a small amount to it. Um and yeah, and, and I think that works well. It doesn't hurt me to contribute every single month. Mm. It is a small part of my portfolio. Mm-hmm. But you know, at some point when it's time for them to retire you know and they you know start asking me for my contribution then i could just take it out from that portfolio and the, the, the reason why that works really well mm-hmm. is you know when you've invested and you're generating um a return so i'll give an example right if that investment was a a dividend stock a high yield dividend stock um with a good dividend cover and that kind of stuff and it's generating a decent yield if you grow that to a certain amount you'll begin let's say that seven percent ten percent yield mm. on your investment without actually losing your principal so it doesn't hurt you right mm. well it shouldn't hurt you anyway because they're your parents but you know you're not you don't actually lose money mm. all you're doing is actually using the money from the businesses that you've invested in mm-hmm. and part of their profits are coming to you and you're just diverting it to your parents yeah how amazing is that so that's my strategy and mm. i think that that can work extremely well and particularly if you build up a decent you say you know small contributions over time but if you build up a decent position within that whatever you're putting the money into um you can get a decent amount of dividends as you mentioned and for listeners that are probably tuning in for the first time into our podcast um and for those that may not know do you want to talk a bit more about what actually dividends are yeah, so um, as as you know, these two guys know I love dividends. My my name should be Jack's <laughs> dividends. <laughs> Jack's dividends. <laughs> no, I love dividends. Um, dividends basically are a way for companies um to kind of reward their sh- shareholders, um for investing in the company. When you buy shares in a company, especially those companies that are mature and have been mm-hmm. going for a very long, very long time, and are profitable they use some of their profits to distribute to shareholders mm. and those are what we call dividends and so yeah you know when you're investing in a company when i invest in a company for dividends i look for the i make sure the company's profitable and i make sure the company's got a decent dividend yield but then i make sure that i don't fall into what we call a dividend trap which is basically um <laughs> which is basically uh, making sure that they're not paying too much of their profits 
to shareholders mm. because then that's unsustainable. Okay. So that's yep. why that's what you remember I said earlier, I said dividend cover. Make yep. sure yep. it's covered enough. Um and yeah, and if you can consistently contribute towards this company, if you buy more shares as time goes on, you can even reinvest those dividends mm. in the shorter term if your parents are not retired yet. And over the next, I don't know, depending on when they retire, let's say it's in the next 10 years, mm. you would have wished that the capital would have grown to a decent amount so that the dividend yield then, you know, can actually pay off whatever they are going to ask you for their part of your contributions. Absolutely. So, yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, that, it does. And, and just on that, you mentioned, you know, some companies might be paying quite a lot in dividends where it might be unsustainable. What's comfortable for you as a percentage um, in terms of companies that you invest in? Um, in terms of dividend cover yeah. okay so let me explain dividend cover is how in the uk we tend to use dividend cover mm. in the us they tend to call it payout ratio um so a payout ratio of let's say 100 percent means the company's using all their money to pay shareholders mm. which is similar to a dividend cover of one mm. right and if you move to a dividend cover of two that means they're spending 50 percent to shareholders right for me i would if i see a dividend cover of two that's good mm. that's good if, if you start getting less than two between two and one is okay mm. as soon as you start going below one which means they are spending quite a bit more than 50 percent on paying our dividends then i start to get a tiny bit uncomfortable mm. so it is quite common that if you find a company you know is paying out anything above like a six percent dividend yield then the dividend cover or dividend payout ratio is probably quite a bit. Mm, mm. But if you can find a company that you know has a high dividend yield, but it's not paying, it's not having to use a lot of its profits, then that's a fantastic business. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you know. Awesome. Thanks uh, for sharing that. So, yeah. and it's really interesting. So, for when it comes to parents' pension, one of the things that you're currently doing is putting money aside um in the hope to get a decent return in the form of dividends um in the hope that when your parents retire they'll be getting some of the well yeah i could just redistribute those, that yeah. dividend to them yeah and yeah. you mentioned you'll still have the principal so if that principal value was about you ended up contributing about ten thousand pounds you'll still have that ten thousand pounds for yourself if you yeah. wanted yeah. Um, if, if, if yeah. you had ten thousand pounds and you were getting a dividend yield of five percent that's yeah. five hundred pounds yeah so and you still keep that ten thousand pounds, but guess yeah. what? If the company is a good company, you would hope that it's also increasing. So then that mm. ten thousand pounds doesn't even stay the same; it actually increases as well. Mm. And I'm probably not going to speak about it too much yeah. in this podcast because it's quite technical. But if you have invested in dividend growth companies, then your yield will be much higher than five percent. If it's, if that company's grown over time, it could be twenty percent because over time they would have grown. I can't go into too much detail for that. Absolutely. Now, yeah. Yeah. And check out some of our other podcasts um, on that as well. Yeah. Oh, fantastic. And I think uh, that really does sound like a good piece of um, knowledge that you've just dropped on us. Anything else comes to mind for either of you um, in regards to what we could be doing much more to make sure that our parents are cool when it when that time comes? To my brothers and sisters to get ready. <laughs> siblings, cousins, siblings, cousins people that yeah. claim to be family members living in other countries. <laughs> just get them. Yeah. And and you know, that's real. We're laughing, but that's actually real. You know, if you can, if you have siblings and you can have an honest, you know, the, convers- the conversation was talking about how do you have that conversation with your parents? It's about having a conversation as a family with your yeah. siblings if you have a decent relationship yeah. with them. How can you actually have that conversation and draw out some of the numbers? Yeah. You yeah, know, yeah, yeah, if yeah. I can contribute some of this, my sibling can contribute some of this, 
etc. You mentioned before that you haven't told your parents about the um, account. We don't need to do that as well. Um, And if siblings can literally get together and then just put different bits of uh, money aside. Small, small, yeah. yeah. Um, one, oh, I wanted to say something. Yeah, if if you're, and I know this is common for yeah. a lot of Africans, if your parents are building a house in Africa, mm. maybe you can help them out as well. Mm. Maybe. How? Uh, Money wise, or <sighs> I thought you meant go to Africa and help with the building. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not really a fan of money labor, but um, <laughs> no, I, I, I mean it, it depends, right? Like if if your parents need that money, for example, to support them. Um, you could, that's just an option um, yeah. maybe to build a house in Ghana because a lot of African parents that's where their heart is mm-hmm. um, and they really believe in that and and to be really honest especially Ghana the opportunities are there mm. you know so you know why not help them out maybe you can tell them to remember you in their in their will as well you know? <laughs> seriously as if you're contributing 10% to the house say, uh, maybe you can tell them oh maybe I can have 10% stake it's a yeah. conversation to be had Yeah, but it's just, yeah, it's just an interesting fantastic awesome so thank you very much for contributing to the com- conversation both of uh, you Jacks and Kay regarding you know are we our parents uh, pension and I guess for listeners um, that are listening of course you can get involved um, with the conversation drop us an email if you have any questions or topics that you'd like us to talk about on info at wokefinance.co.uk you can hit us up on uh, Instagram, Instagram and yeah just please stay involved in conversation um any closing words from Avi? i would just say you know um you know these conversations is, it's amazing that we're having it here um on this podcast but you know sometimes we hear things and we just forget about it you have to be very intentional mm. you know from tomorrow have that conversation with your parents mm. it doesn't have to be a very aggressive you know loud conversation but start sowing the seeds um just so everybody's kind of aware that it's something to think about that's what i'll say absolutely fantastic cool i remember all stay Stay woke. woke